the first time we went to meet them, uh, we sat in the markets. They went through the whole plan of it. Uh, myself and my dad came back. And we, were, we were flying back afterwards. And we we're like, how is it that price? We we're like, how is it that Today on the podcast, I am chatting with Adrian Martin. He's a chef, he's a well-known TV personality, he's an author of award-winning cookbooks, and recently, he has now become a restaurateur. Adrian opened up his very own restaurant called Wildflower in a shipping container in Camden in London. If you haven't already done so, click the subscribe button to get brand new episodes directly to your feed every single week. Right, Adrian, it's uh, great to have you on the podcast. let me start by saying, where uh, where in the world are you now? I'm in Dublin at the moment. Uh, I've uh, been renting this little apartment here for the last, let's say, six months now at this stage. So I've been based here and uh, kind of been uh, running everything from here. So the restaurant kind of side of stuff, we've been doing a lot of it remotely. Uh, so I set myself up here a full, like, test kitchen. So I've got my Vitamix, Thermomix. Uh, I've got my uh, my water bath, vacuum pack machine. <laughs> everything was all put in here, and uh, basically I sent like te- did testing recipes of all the plates and everything from the restaurant here. And all I do is I literally test recipes, draw up a manual, and send it to the lads in London. And that's kind of the way we've we've managed it. We've managed everything over Zoom uh, since July last year. So. Um, I only flew out a few times, but each time you fly out, you know, you have to come back and you have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. So uh, the space here was good for, for that. So, like, um, I mean, you know, we utilize it nicely. I have a little notice board here. Can I show you it? Can I, can I yeah, move yeah. it and show you it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's give us a look. Uh, hold on. I'll flip this around. There you go. So my little notice board here. I literally, nice. this, is all the, this is all the dishes and all the menus and everything. So literally, we draw out each dish on the tasting menu, and these will be all the little new ones for when we go back and reopen. We've all the ferments there. Wow. Uh, we've all the new dish ideas in the corner. Yeah, that's kind of how how I've uh, how I've um, kind of ran it from here. Um, so like, it's kind of like you. It's different when, you know, when you work in the kitchen, it's different. You, you kind of, uh, you work on the, the dishes internally and you work in the kitchen internally. Yeah. But I've had to kind of take a step back from that and run it as a business. So like during COVID, the one main key thing for me was to try and just keep it afloat and keep it washed in its face and ensure all the suppliers were paid, ensure yeah. that I was making enough money. Um, so I think that was... Uh, it's a huge eye opener for me. It's not something I've done before. I've never ran a restaurant before, so it was a complete learning experience for me. But uh, to survive this long, uh, after being locked down now three times, yeah. uh, is uh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm very happy with it, and, and you know, it's a little. I always say it's a little humdinger of a restaurant. Like it's uh, yeah. every time oh. we go to reopen. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good, you know. You're uh, sorry to put across you. You're you're on about the wildflower, of course. So look, let's let's get into it because that's really uh, what I'd love to get into is the wildflower. Um, so uh, for, I suppose first of all, can you can you 
uh, talk to me about uh, how it came about. Uh, yeah, so um, I mean, I've always wanted to do something in the area of uh, foraging, um, fermenting. I, I, I really enjoyed what the guys in Noma were doing. Um, I looked into, uh, there's a good few restaurants actually in Galway that I uh, great interest in. Like So um, I'd always kept an eye on Loam and I always kept an eye on um, JP McMahon's, uh, oh, what's he called it? An ear. Uh, an ear. An ear, yeah. Um, I always kind of like enjoyed the fact that they just used what's kind of close by to them and uh, utilized them kind of ingredients. So I wanted something that kind of replicated that. Um, and I just find wildflower to be something that I could kind of create around that. So what we did was we actually tested, that was meant to open this in Ireland, uh, we okay. tested a, a night in the Sleeve Russell Hotel. So I took over the restaurant in the Sleeve Russell Hotel for the night. I just wanted to see what kind of response I would get to this yeah. kind of style of food and just see was there an appetite for it and see. I don't, I don't get into things unless I test it and I, you know, make sure it's right and it fits right for, for what I'm doing. So, um, and obviously my, my dad has been heavily involved with me as well. My dad's great experience in, in restaurants and running restaurants and stuff as well. So he's amazing advice. So we tested it there. Um, we had just 80 seats. We had 80 covers for the night. And we were like, right, we'll do 80. Um, and we'll see how we get on with that. And we had over almost like five, 600 uh, people requesting to book for that one night um, wow. in Cavan, which was amazing. And... The hotel could see something in that. Now, originally, we had actually planned to to open it there uh, in the Sleeve Russell Hotel, but just with uh, the whole thing of it being... It, there's no owner of the hotel as such, really, so yeah, it was very okay. hard to... You had to sit down with a board of directors, and you had to... Uh, this is all in early 2019. It's January, February 2019. Yeah. And I just said, look, uh, I'll have a look around elsewhere and see what else there is. So I went around uh, to loads of different restaurants in Dublin. I looked at areas in Terranure. I looked in the city centre. Uh, I looked out in Dundrum. Um, I looked everywhere. I looked at, I'd say, at least 10 different restaurants. Each one I'd go into, uh, I'd always go in with my accountant, just to ensure okay. that, you know, we're, we're, it's feasible and that we're able to pay rent, we're able to pay rates, everything. And each each one I went into... Uh, ended up not being feasible uh, for me to to take over or to can you, you know, uh, open a restaurant. Can you just uh, just to jump in there, Adrian? Can you just kind of just? I think my listeners would find this very interesting. Uh, what what do you mean? Like what what type of things were you looking at there? Was it like uh, seat count? Uh, you know, size of location. Yeah, size say? of location, seat count, uh, rent was always a huge one. Like because I, yes. I don't I don't own a premises or I don't own anything, so to pay rent. Uh, and to manage to pay your your rent, so like we would always put for wildflower, we'd always put money away weekly, uh, okay. where that goes to the monthly rent basically uh, yeah. to ensure that's paid. There was rates, there's electricity charges, there's gas charges, there's you know hidden uh, you know hidden hidden costs costs in, involved in everything, you know maintenance costs. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just got everything costed up. Um, from the aspect of of somebody that's professional in in that area, so Eamon Tully is my accountant. He's been my dad's accountant for years. Um, my dad has run businesses himself. He's run a, a very successful hardware and uh, and uh, supermarket in uh, for years. So he had so he's great experience in that himself. Yeah. So we would always sit down, put together all the numbers, 
have a look at it as a as because firstly you're opening a business uh so the, the thing is if you open something you don't want to be open for less than a year and uh you know you're gone because yes, that's yeah. no good to anybody um so we wanted to make sure that we're opening a place that can be there for you know 10 20 30 odd yeah. years that's okay. you know that's sustainable in itself so my it's actually my accountant's advice is go have a look at london see what you think uh he's like uh there's several places in london for rent at the moment and he says they're about, like they're at least half the price of uh restaurants in ireland uh, well, that, that seems insane insane to me like obviously i wouldn't have i wouldn't know the the rates in london or nothing but i would have and i think a lot of people might assume that london is just going to be far more expensive than dublin or was that not the case no it wasn't at all oh. um it uh yes yeah, so camden market um came up um i actually was doing a i was doing promotion on my book at the time and it just got picked up in the uk so waterstones and wh smith had uh stocked my book and yeah. uh, we were doing a little bit of pr around that and it was camden market got in touch and said would you be interested in doing something in the market and i was like yeah it's like you know i have this concept i'll send it over to you have a look at it and see what you think and yeah. they were just building this brand new market at the time they were literally knocking a new one or an old one and, and building a brand new one on site um so there was a unit space there for us and actually it was the, the first time we went to meet them uh, we sat in the market. They went through the whole plan of it. Uh, myself and my dad came back. We were, we were flying back afterwards, and we we're like, "How is it that price?" We we're like, "How is it that like you're in like this, like you think about Camden? Yeah, people come out. Uh, the tube station alone in Camden sees 22 million people come out of it yearly uh, wow. alone. It's the second busiest tourist destination in the UK after yeah. Buckingham Palace." Um, wow. it's it's huge like, so it's it's uh we did a lot of research in the area you've got the for instance you've got the york and albany which is gordon ramsay's just up the street from you you have a really lovely area called primrose hill in yeah. like literally a stone's throw away from the restaurant full of like celebrities and wealth and it's just a, it's a it's a different world basically you turn a corner and you're into this like you know incredible place um so yeah the whole kind of aspect of that we found uh really good so like the when we went to look uh, at our restaurant for the first time it was actually in a field we flew to stansted airport and we got an uber out to this field in the middle of nowhere and there was two <laughs> shipping containers lying in a field going that's going to be your restaurant and we're like what it's like no it's not come on so that kind of whole aspect of it uh sustainable practices and yes and yeah. everything that really hit home for me i was like this you know concept can really develop from this and it can be really uh really uh really changed so we 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 got the two containers obviously they have to make them you know rust proof and they have to wash everything off and we had to we had to weld uh so we we had to cut two sides off them and well this is all in in uh march 2019 so it all started from there basically uh so we just got the agreement we said yeah we'd go ahead with it we'd be happy to move forward and the first time we went in on site to see uh, it in place was in uh, October 2019. Right. So we went in and uh, it had a full, <laughs> we, we put a full glass partition across the front of it. So basically we wanted to have a full opening basically of the, yes, okay. so you could literally see in. So it's this shipping container and then you can see into it. And, uh, yeah, from then, then there was uh, quite a few delays, you know, yourself in, in restaurant yeah. openings, they never are on time. 
Of course, uh, yeah. Quite a few delays throughout the time. Myself and my brother went over in the ferry, so we took a van. And uh, I had collected, I suppose, equipment through the years. So I had, like, Thermomixes. I had my Paco Jet. Um, yeah. I had, you know, a Green Egg. Um, I had... I just collected so much stuff. I mean, the mess of the place we made. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I had the whole floor of the apartment in Dublin, like, covered in crates of equipment to go over yeah and uh yeah we just brought we brought everything over and the two of us then painted and decorated the whole place ourselves uh we we youtubed how to put up coving we youtubed how to do skirting boards <laughs> like we've never done that we never did anything like that before we did yeah. put down the whole floor um we tried to do the electrics but <laughs> we had to get somebody in to do that we tried everything we literally yeah. did everything like i, I mean I, I, people always slag us off and say, geez, you did a, uh, a real cavern job. Yeah. <laughs> you saved everywhere you could. You know? <laughs> but uh, no, it was, I tell you, the two of us had, uh, had great crack here in us, in fairness. Like, uh, we, say, I have to say it was the most enjoyable thing I've ever done. If, I, if anyone oh. has ever opened in a restaurant, uh, decorated yourself, you'll have so yeah. much fun doing it. Like, even down to, like, hanging up all the pictures on the walls, putting up all the shelving in the kitchen, uh, even down to, like, I was there every day. So even down to putting in the full kitchen equipment. Like, when we were putting in our, our new, I bought a new rationale oven. Uh, so that had to be carried in. So obviously I was on the side of it carrying it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, down to everything. The full kit out of the kitchen and everything. Yeah, it's there for everything. So, yeah, yeah. it's just. And, um, and for, forgive me for asking now, and uh, feel free not to answer this one. Uh, but uh, what was it a tight, were you working with a tight budget uh, or? Yeah, or, uh, yeah, like I'd saved uh, as much money as I possibly could myself uh, through the years. And I had actually what was great was I had, um, so I, I work at Manor Farm. Um, yeah. I've been working for, with them for the last five years. I'd actually asked for an advance on my, uh, I, I get like a yearly salary off them. So I'd yeah. asked for like uh, an advance <laughs> on that to, to help uh, at the time. So that and my savings as well uh, put into it. And yeah, at times it was tight, but uh, we, we got there. Like we, we managed to get through and uh, yeah, we, 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 we got everything. So like a full new kitchen inside there is at least 60 grand itself. Wow. And then you're talking about dining room chairs and tables and you know, even down to lighting and getting electricians in and everything as well. It's a costly, it's a costly procedure uh, to put together. But uh, we got there in the end. We got everything sorted. And, yeah, we, we, we got a lot of help. Like, an awful lot of Irish people wanted to help. So, like, even down to putting, like, one thing I noticed was, like, uh, I was trying to figure out ways of how to fill the space in the wall we had a massive back wall and i was like oh yeah. it was like i tried painting pictures myself and I, they were dreadful, <laughs> right? so um uh i had uh, uh actually it was great there was a guy rang me the week before we opened and i didn't know what to do with the space at all uh, he's yeah. from cork he's an artist from cork ian brennan's his name so he displays his his stuff in the national gallery in london and uh he just said any chance i can put painters on your walls and i was like yes please do <laughs> Please. I was like, there's a full wall there. I was like, work away with it. So he displays and showcases his art, and it's for sale. And nice. uh, you know, uh, customers. I mean, he's he's sold quite a few of them actually uh, since we've been open, which has been brilliant. Like, so there's been that, and then my my uh, 
my cousin then she donated uh, to Wildflower by Day, Wildflower by Night prints. Uh, she's worked with uh, Topshop for years in the UK. So, uh, you know, we got a lot, a lot of help uh, along the way as well with things like that. Right. And um, so, uh, obviously, uh, COVID uh, hit in March. Uh, yeah. Am I right? Am I, did you even get to open or, or what? No, we, we were open. Uh, we soft launched, basically. So we'd done a deal on hot dinners. Uh, yeah. which is like uh, uh, just a promotional website, which yeah, was 50% yeah. off uh, food uh, for the opening of the restaurant. So we, okay. we did our soft launch. And on the day uh, we were meant to restart our week, so we were meant to officially open on the Wednesday. And we had booked So when we did our, our launch and everything, uh, we did it through a, a PR company called Sauce Communications. Yes. So they look after... Yeah. Um, quite a few. They've done Gordon Ramsay's restaurants for years and they've uh, looked after that. So I wanted to really get a, a bit of hype around it and everything because I thought it was quite a unique thing that somebody was opening, you know, the first fine dining restaurant in the UK in a shipping container. Yeah. Um, sure. So there's like a, a kind of vocal point about that. So we, we bookings up until May, uh, fully booked up. And uh, we opened for the seven day soft launch and on the Tuesday, Paddy's Day, uh, I got a phone call and was like, uh, we're not going to be, the market's not going to open this week. Uh, wow. And there's actually a video uh, we shot literally, ten, uh, once there was a video on, on the website of the restaurant, which is like, you know, all the whole excitement of it and everything that was shot. Right. And uh, 10 minutes after that, it was just a complete different person. It was like, wow. you have to close, it's locked down, you know, it's... Uh, so what he basically did was he got all the food. We had so much food. Like we had so much food ordered and everything. Yeah. So it was all in there. So we donated everything to the local homeless shelters and uh, uh, old folks' homes. I uh, got that mm. all sorted. And on that Tuesday, I was on a flight straight back home. Uh, and it was closed for up until uh, July. Talk to me uh, about that, uh, Adrian. I th I'm really interested in that, which is... so. Um... Obviously, you're, like, and correct me now if I'm wrong, but a lot of your TV work you did and a lot of even your books were more kind of, I suppose, kind of uh, casual, I suppose, fast food type uh, food. Yeah. And then, and now your restaurant is, is fine dining, right? What, why, yeah. did you, why did you go with that concept? Or like, did you ever think about other concepts or why, why, was, why fine dining? Um, I just really enjoy it. And uh, for me, like, um, it's what I eat out and okay. it's what uh i cook at home uh myself like i'll always test recipes myself and um i just kind of enjoy it it's more of a creative space for me than it kind of it it it's my i don't know what it is it's that thing that like if i make a dish in fine dining like i feel like i've uh you're you're being creative with it and you you know you kind of feel like you're achieving something um, I mean, it just brings me back to, to working when I first started, which I really, really enjoyed uh, doing. And, you know, even in college when I entered competitions and stuff, it just kind of brings me back to that. So, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was, you know, something I wanted to do as a restaurant. I never even yeah. thought about actually doing a, a restaurant that was more casual than okay. anything. As my dad actually recommended me away from that. He was like, look at Jamie Oliver. He's closing all around the kitchen. <laughs> 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 yeah so uh yeah that's kind of why um yeah so like the fine dining aspect of it i think uh i wanted to figure out more about uh what noma 
and what uh, a lot of these places, even amateur now, are doing. So yeah. I wanted to kind of, I wanted to explore that space. And uh, Wildflower allows that. I suppose it's a tiny, tiny little kitchen. So like we can only have three chefs uh, in there. Uh, our dining room seats 12. So, I mean, it's very, very small. And all we want, all we want to use it as is a creative space. So that's why we change the menu every week. Uh, we get a box of ingredients from Bella Wild sent in and it allows us to be creative with it. So I get him to send like food to me here in Dublin. So you can send it. It comes from, uh, he's in, is it Cornwall? Yeah, it's in Cornwall he's in. Yeah. And uh, he deals with foragers. So we get the best like chanterelles. I mean, he supplies places like Lacume uh, with Simon Rogan. He supplies Corbett, Kersmith. He, he supplies all the top, top places. So I just thought it, it's a... Uh, it's it's such a great uh, little concept, and to have him there. So forever stuck for our fermented stuff, he will always have like for instance, like one of our dishes requires fermented set set paste, yeah. which is extremely expensive for us to make. But he always has it in case we're stuck. Like so, if we run out, like we he always has it, or like fermented plums, like we we always have that on our pork dish. Uh, if we ever run out, he always has it, or like stems and shoots of wild garlic fermented. So, like, if we ever run out of anything, we, it's always a safety net to have him there. He'll always have some of his own fermented stuff that we can kind of utilize as well. It's really handy. Very good. And um, yeah. and I, I'm, I might put you on the spot now a little bit, uh, but fine, <coughs> di- fine dining restaurants. We had the, the Michelin uh, guide come out, I think, last Monday in the UK and Ireland. Uh, I think you know where I'm going <laughs> with this, but um, I know, look, you were just open, but is that uh, next year, like, is that an ambition for you? We had four visits. So we had to, wow. Yeah, we had them in on our second day uh, when we opened first um, on our soft launch. And the second day we relaunched again. Uh, we had Faye Meschler from the Evening Standard in. We had Grace Dent and we had Michelin all in one night we had. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, tough. Like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like... I think it would be great. It would really help promote the place and everything. Um, and it would be really nice to have. It would be lovely. Uh, but, look, uh, it's not the be-all, end-all. We cook for ourselves to keep ourselves creative and keep ourselves happy. We don't just cook for uh, somebody that's going to hand us out an award. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, for me, like, it's it's a joy to, to cook in the place and it's a joy to create recipes for it. But... Uh, like I think uh, having a Michelin star or even a Michelin plate is a pat on the back, basically. You know, I don't think we were open. We don't think we were open, and uh, we were open long enough um, to to uh, even get anywhere near anything. Uh, So uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Uh, they have they they called us actually uh, the week before the awards and asked us if we were doing delivery, Uh, and I was like, no. And I was like, damn, it's not me, like we're missing out on something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> they actually call me. I have a phone here. This is the the wildflower phone, so they call me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. And uh, we, we'll finish up on this one, Adrian. Um, so what's the, obviously, uh, you know, a strange year, but what's the what's the plan for the future, both, like, for the restaurant and also yourself and, I suppose, your, your professional uh, kind of, your media work and stuff like that? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, like the the concept uh, we're working on is we're getting more into this kind of sustainable practices in the restaurant. So uh, for it pushing forward, we're looking to uh, reduce, not use any plastic at all in the restaurant, which we're very close to at the moment. We're just like looking into that whole area. Uh, we're actually getting sorted at the moment as well. While we're closed is the whole uh, recycling of oil waste into producing electricity be becoming more self-sustainable that way uh, composting as well so we're getting a large composting area behind where we can compost and on top of the market there's a full area for us there where we're going to we're going to put in planters and we're going to yeah. grow our own for uh, the restaurant as well uh, yeah. personally myself um uh i'm just working on a new book so just doing that at the moment uh, and uh, just been in touch with a couple of different uh, producers on some TV projects and stuff like that. Um, of a series coming out on Amazon Prime very soon, uh, video. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just working away. I suppose I've bits and bobs of work that keep me going here as well. So I've, I've uh, a bit of brand work with the National Dairy Council um yeah so i mean like i've plenty to keep me going here uh at home as well so it's kind of it's kind of like you know balancing the two and everything i don't think we're going to be open until may uh as well in the restaurant so i've loads of time to kind of plan and yes. and get ready for it and yeah uh i think that's it uh in the future like just keep going the way we're going i'd love to see the restaurant a massive success and uh Hopefully, when things open back up again and it's safe for people to fly, that uh, we had an awful lot of Irish people wanted to come over and uh, stay and try the restaurant and stuff. So hopefully, we'd be able to have everyone over then. You know, so Very good. that's the plan. Very good. Yeah. So I know I said that was the last question, but this this is the last question. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, our, like you've mentioned Ireland a lot uh, in terms of producers, and and you seem to have a great affinity with Ireland. Uh, would you ever, could you ever, could we ever see a, an Adrian Martin restaurant in Ireland in the future? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, if there's anybody that's selling an old house with rooms <laughs> and a restaurant in it, hit me up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want an old house somewhere. Right, uh, well, yeah, that's it. We, we, leave it at, we leave it at that point, so, and hopefully, uh, if, if anyone gets in contact with me, I'll, I'll send them on to you. <laughs> On, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Thanks a million, Adrian. It was great chatting with you. Cheers, Evan. I hope to get over to your restaurant soon. Please, God. Thanks, Evan. Cheers for that. Thanks for watching the Business of Restaurants podcast with me, Evan O'Calley. For new episodes every single week, subscribe below.